I'm a bit worried that when I end up working full-time as a developer, I might not enjoy the coding as much as I do now. Oh, so you're sort of the, the fun aspect of it being a hobby, this thing that you're doing after hours and the excitement of it will wear off. Is that what you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you're doing it 40 hours a week every day, it might not have quite the same appeal as the thing that's trying to get you out of the current job you're in. As soon as something becomes a job, it becomes a job, doesn't it? And it, it changes how you think about it yeah, with any kind of creative endeavor. Um, I used to think about design um, when I was doing more kind of design heavy stuff. And now no, I'm doing a bit of design now. And it's very different to just doing it for fun. I suppose you're in that stage now where it is still, it's all really exciting and new. Um, and you've not, I don't know, how does it compare to what you were doing before? in terms of excitement factor. Do you mean when I first started learning to code? Yeah, versus learning an instrument or learning how to become a teacher. Oh, well, <laughs> learning how to become a teacher was, in a way, there was a kind of structure to it. And it's that everything is new, isn't it, when you're starting something. So that automatically probably makes it a bit more exciting and fun than you imagine. And then you kind of hear about people, they just get into the drudge of the day-to-day -day doing the same thing over and over again. Teaching's not quite like that because a lot of days are different due to the children and their different moods. But um, hey, just wait until you have to deal with project managers. <laughs> and their different moods. Um, I, yeah, so I just think I'm just a bit worried that it will become just one of those other things. Because I've had, I've had things like this before where I've, nothing that I've kept going for this long, but I've, I've had um, ideas for other career changes before. It's one of those industries, kind of like music, I suppose, that has an there's a certain, a certain showbiz appeal to it, which might sound weird for people who kind of think of it as like an offshoot of IT or something boring like that. But particularly when you look at sort of the startup scene and the entrepreneurs, and there is an element of excitement to the whole... It seems like quite a cool thing to do. I think, that's, I think that might be the right word. Yeah, <laughs> cool cool but but said weirdly yeah like that. so not like not really not cool like actually cool <laughs> just like cool question mark yeah yeah but you look you look at things like the startup podcast and all these um like halt and catch fire the tv show i've been uh, watching lately and there's a real romance to starting a business or doing something tech building an app mm. as it's something that people aspire to silicon um, valley yeah, the Silicon Valley lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. getting funded and doing all yeah, zero to one and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it all there's a a mythos around it that is yeah easy to get caught up in and could possibly be delusional. I don't know. My experience and to get into the meat of this is that that carries on. I think there are elements like it becomes a job at certain points, but on the whole, it's still I'm finding it fun. Six years into a like doing it full time. How often do you feel like, oh, well, today's just another day at work. I'm going to go and do the same old thing. I don't know. I mean, maybe it depends on your role. Maybe you, there's more like creative things in your role as opposed to just someone maybe working in DevOps that's just setting up servers or something. Mm, I don't know. I think maybe I, I would li I'd like to think that DevOps people get excited about things as well. Like, oh, yeah, now we can do everything in Docker. Oh, now we can do it in Kubernetes. And Kubernetes. And, uh, why can't I not say that? Kubernetes. Isn't that how you say it? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the recruiters are infectious. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, the, the thing, all the things there. I like to think people get excited about that in, this, in the same way that I get excited about, like, hooks in React or something, like, or a new a new frame yeah I might be sounding quite negative about it but I am genuinely excited about <laughs> about working 40 hours a week just doing coding I, I am I am really looking forward to it well it's the, the dream of it's the dream of doing what you love isn't it yeah, yeah. and 
for that to work, you have to love it in the first place. Yeah, I feel like I do, but I've never had the experience of doing it as a job. At the moment, it's just something that is enjoyable for me and that gets mm. me through my current career and is leading me somewhere better, hopefully. That's why I'm posing the question, is coding less fun when it's your job? I'm just, I'm a bit worried that like a few months down the line, I'll just think, oh, actually, this isn't for me. Now I'm going to go off and start something else. <laughs> well, to, yeah, to specifically answer your question of how often does it feel like drudgery? Sometimes. I mean, the job I'm in at the moment, it hasn't at all ever yet, really. Um, it's still quite exciting. Um, I'm about six months in and I'm loving it. I can see myself doing this for years. Previous uh, couple of jobs, I mean, some it's been swings and, swings and roundabouts. There's been places where I've really loved the culture and the atmosphere and my teammates, but the work has been really boring and like uninspiring. And I've also worked in, you know, admittedly, this is the more agency scenario, but I've also worked in places where I've just, oh, I've dreaded it going in. Like I have had unpleasant experiences. So one specific instance I'm thinking of was I, my second working for an agency job. So after I'd been sort of consulting freelance, then moving to working in agency, the second agency where I was in a more senior position and there was a lot more expected of me. I think that was the first time I was ever, I had ever kind of outdistanced my experience in my responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I found that very hard. There was a lot to take on and a lot to as in you felt out of your depth <sighs> to a degree yes the the constant thing that i like dislike most when it comes up and i try and avoid and generally is a, a kind of a trigger to to look for a new job is to feel like you've got something that you've been hired to do that you're not doing like you don't have time to do it because there's all this other stuff that you've got to learn and for me for me that's back-end things when i find myself doing anyone well maybe actually devopsy stuff so if i'm doing server configurations feel like something's gone wrong somewhere and I've ended up in the wrong role or a role that's not suit, suit doesn't suit me and sometimes in the small teams that like, you can you have to do bits that you don't enjoy there's no getting around that a lot of it then I guess is to do with the role that you're taking on I guess that's in a lot of different careers isn't it you might end up in I might end up in a school that I really don't like compared to somewhere else but then it looks like by moving around to different jobs and roles you've found something that you enjoy more than you've done previously oh yeah and also one thing to remember is that even at the absolute worst that it's been working in tech the absolute worst of that is still better than the best of any of the other jobs i've had so relative i guess got to maintain the, the context for that yeah if i can make sure that maybe i find a role that i feel is suitable for the skills and the things that i'm doing then i guess no matter maybe who I'm working for to an extent then I'm going to be having a much better time than I'm having now and I think whatever my first job is is going to be just seem amazing to me regardless of the culture or (laughs) anything like that that's definitely true I think I'll just be like ah I've got a job fantastic I'm just going to take this all in this is all new I have nothing to compare it to in terms of the tech sector so I think uh, I think that will be something i don't need to worry about initially absolutely and like you said about finding the role i don't think you have to worry about that either when you're first starting out because it's all like you say it's all new to you you need to try as many different things as you can to work out what you have an aptitude in or or enjoy and you you might find there are things that you're good at but you just don't like doing them but to find that out for sure you need to do it in a kind of a work context first so one thing I like about coding is that I get to be really creative and just I'll, I'll have an idea and then I'll just be able to go and create something, which is fantastic. Whereas maybe when not, not maybe when you're at your job, you're not it's not your own things that you're creating. You're, you're doing it for someone else. And I think that's one of the other things that I've definitely got a bit of a worry about is that I'll still want to do that. But 
I don't know if I'll have the time to be able to do the more fun stuff that I want to do for myself, like my website and things like that. The important thing to get a handle on early is what level of creativity you find exciting, because there is certainly the work I'm doing now on the face of it is could be seen as fairly mundane but there's a level at which it's just the right amount of creativity for me so there's like it's ui problems and then it's how to implement those so there's some some real rolling up your sleeves and getting into very precise css and very complicated sort of javascript interactions because it's kind of maintaining state and like managing a very complex interaction which is not a standard kind of web interface so building something beyond that which i find the intellectual challenge of that is rewarding um, and then also getting sort of getting the data in and getting it out in the format that you want and format and like passing that well since having switched to favoring a more functional style of writing javascript i'm finding that that side of things a lot more rewarding as well so I'm, i am scratching that creative itch in my work there have been lots of points in my career where i haven't been um, and that's where side projects become much more important i like that you're talking about like solving problems because that's one of the things that those are the times when i kind of really just everything else blurs out around the computer screen and i'm just focused in on trying to solve a thing especially when you're learning you're given those quite a lot as Mm. like here's a problem solve this and you go off and do that so that sounds quite hopeful that when you can go to a job you can still be solving these problems you might maybe not creating your own you're not coming up with the problems or you're not creating your own project but you are still kind of in you're finding your own creativity in these little problems it's that concept of flow that we spoke about in one of the earlier episodes as well um Mm -hmm. like there are bits of the work in which you don't get that it's just tedium or or something mindless but there are quite a lot of aspects certainly of the work i do where you do get into that kind of flow state of everything's coming naturally and you lose hours and hours and you get a real sense of satisfaction from it it depends who you're working with and what you're doing as well um as a front-ender I'm often working with designers, so I'm given a complicated and impressive design and have to translate that into code. So there's a lot of questions that come along with that. Designers like to make things that are flashy and nice and not think about the implementation details, which naturally presents lots of creative coding. It's it's problem solving. It's like they've come up with this thing that has never never been done before or that is just a little bit off the wall. Can Mm -hmm. Can you make that happen in the way that they've imagined it? Yeah, okay. That's a fun that's a fun kind of problem solving aspect. I'm not sure how that translates to back end stuff. I have no experience <laughs> in the matter, so I have uh I guess I can't really comment. But on in terms of the like the problems that I've been working out. Okay, so maybe you could relate it to this in terms of maybe when you were learning to fr- do front end, some of the problems you were given when you were first learning is things like make a table in HTML and oh, yeah. I yeah. I don't know, things like that. Hmm. So and I guess there's a similar thing in the back end of it but yeah yeah so i'm given a problem the equivalent of making a table in html and so turn like turning a string backwards or something mm-hmm. i guess those things in themselves might not end up directly in your work but it's still like it'll be a more advanced version of that yeah oh it's like the the classic to-do list app like yeah. no one no one builds to-do lists for a job <laughs> Well, very few people do. That's not a kind of a classic career path. You're going to be doing more complicated things than that. But that is an abstraction of the same principles. Um, yeah, so you still might use the same techniques to, to approach the problem and work out how to complete it. Coming back to, you mentioned side projects earlier. Do you find that you have much time to do 
things that aren't directly related to your work? Well, as we discussed in our time management episode, I am chronically lazy. But you're getting so better, I... though, aren't you? Because you followed all my tips to the letter. I am. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm already getting more stuff done. So I'm working on something at the moment as a side project, which is a kind of a fun D3 visualization thing, um, which is partly, I mean, yeah, my methodology behind uh, side projects is pick something that I think would be fun to do, but also that uses a technology that I want to learn that maybe I don't perhaps have complete mastery over. So in the past, I've done quite a few things with D3 in the past uh, that started off as just that. Even I've not heard of D3, Tom. Oh, okay. All right. Even <laughs> even you with your even wealth I. of experience. Uh, data-driven documents. It's a JavaScript library um, for handling data and transforming data into SVG markup. But it's very it's quite low level in sort of the sense that most people who are doing front-end stuff would like. You don't just have a data set and then say, oh, I would like this to be a pie chart or a polar axis graph. You have to actually then code the individual bits of the SVG markup yourself. But anyway, that's really fun. And I've been using that for side projects for a few years now. Um, and the first time I used it, was it was incomprehensible to me. Um, but having done a side project in it, it became something that I've got more fluent in. So now when I'm doing D3 experimentation, I throw in other things that are new to me. So I'm going to do this in a new static site generator I've not used before, or I'm going to roll in a web API that I've not used. So I'm going to like, that's how I got started with the web audio API as well. It's kind of bringing that like becomes a side project, which then you still find those enjoyable. Yeah. yeah it's... You're not, you're not just doing them just to learn something. Well, I guess learning is enjoyable, um, but you're not doing it just to like move your career forward and or i guess that's helpful there's been an element in every single one of them where i've been banging my head on my key on my keyboard and just wanted to smash things and nothing is working this is so hard i don't understand why have i done this to myself but i always get through that bit (laughs) i say i say always but doesn't that happen to every coder it seems (laughs) at some point (laughs) yeah yeah but you're saying am i doing it because it's fun it's uh there are times when it's not fun but if you push through that the whole process itself is fun yeah yeah. and it's a rewarding thing to have done it's like a good sense of achievement to launch yeah. something could you give a rough estimate of how much time you spend doing a side project it very much varies on the easiness of the side project like how hard it is to learn like how much learning versus actually doing is sometimes if the doing is easier you get through a lot more and then those flow those flow states come quicker and then you end up losing more time so you don't see it as something that you set aside time to do you kind of just do it when the when you get the motivation it depends sometimes i have a like a deadline to work towards um so i'll have a side project that like i think would be good to have done like to have done a specific thing by a specific time Mm -hmm. and in those cases i will probably be a bit more disciplined about setting some time but certainly the last two or three years i've been very undisciplined about sort of making these things happen i think that discipline of doing things out of work hours just kind of evaporated once i started doing it full-time which I think ties into your um, the ultimate question here of does it change when you're not doing it as a hobby and you're doing it as a job? Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to an extent, it has. I think it also happens that that tra- transition in my life coincides with taking on a house of my own <laughs> for the first time and having loads of extra things yeah. going on that are non, non-work related. So when I was learning, I was yeah, able to come home and spend, I think I was probably, on average, probably spending three hours an evening doing nitty-gritty css stuff either just for fun or working on a blog or something but but i guess you're you then were once you're working you're kind of getting the coding itch itched by your day job aren't you yeah because yeah. you're going and in and doing it all that time 
yeah and to a greater or lesser extent that's where the specific role that you're doing in your job comes into play so i often found working for um in a web agency we're doing sort of six month client projects day in day out that wasn't scratching the more creative itches i mean now that i'm in a, a more product based environment so i'm actually it's kind of essentially engineer an engineering role the the problem solving is much more satisfying and stimulating but previous to that yeah i've have found that it's nice to have something fun to work on on the side so i feel like i am a creative developer rather than just a, a drone doing things for clients in terms of finding the correct role that scratches your itch it it's going to be individual for each person and it depends that i guess the type of problems that you like like you were saying about the devops earlier it depends what sort of problems really get you going when you're coding and if you can find those in a job fantastic and then you in a way you kind of got more free time because you don't feel like you have to then go and do a side project or spend extra time on things because you're already doing it in your current job and it's sometimes a good way to try out new areas like like we were saying about when you're in your first job you want to try as many different areas as you can my career has pivoted substantially based on the fact that i got really good at playing with d3 and that was that's like a a good skill set to have in my portfolio and i know i've got jobs on the basis of of having that those kind of skills so it can uh play multiple roles <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah it sat, sat, satisfies your intellectual curiosity but also is not learning learning things is never bad for your career i don't think <laughs> yeah. particularly in tech where the tech changes so much and learning is such a big part of it yeah so you've written burnout here in the show notes mm. and i don't know if that necessarily applies to people that might be in a similar situation to me because we're kind of already used to doing lots of work and extra work and the way you're talking about your side project sounds like oh it's a little bit of fun you spend a few hours on it every now and again mm-hmm. um it doesn't sound like you're in a situation where you're having to work a lot of hours so in some ways i don't i obviously burnout happens and if you're working full-time and trying to change career you're going to be doing a lot of work and a lot of extra work so you may get to a point where you just like feel absolutely knackered i guess <laughs> i think there's two different things at work here i think what you're talking about is i don't know i would more specifically describe that as fatigue perhaps um so actually actually being physically tired and having like literally not having time to do anything else what i mean by burnout in quotes is like a much larger thing so after like two or three years of intense like focus on your career so you're in tech you 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 have a career in tech you're being successful you're getting things done you're smashing it um but that takes a mental energy and to keep that level particularly when you're trying to keep up with the fast moving pace of of technology and also your peers and all the things that you see all these people talking at conferences and everyone's everyone's got a blog that's climbing up hacker news and generating thousands of hits all that kind of stuff can be overwhelming and then after a sustained long period you just lose interest in coding i've seen it happen to people um both watched people on on twitter and stuff talking about their experiences of burnout and seen seen colleagues who just kind of reach a point where they don't care anymore um so it does happen i don't think i think one of the reasons it doesn't hasn't happened to me yet is because like you say i've got a fairly good work-life balance um and even if I wasn't strict about it myself, there are forces at work that mean I don't, I don't get to, I don't sit in my room coding all night every night. But I think that's a really good thing of having the structure of not being able to work full time, as in full time plus, I guess. <laughs> um, 
not being able to put in too many hours because like you say you do need that work-life balance and to make sure that you're staying healthy mentally and physically at the same time um, I guess is really important for just your long-term well-being yeah and also if you like couple that with imposter syndrome and feeling like you have to put in extra time and effort and you have to really like just work that extra extra hard to keep up with everyone just to keep your head above water that can be a really it can be a really oppressive feeling as well I, so i had it to a certain extent i was talking about when i first started the the job that i found was kind of suddenly oh right um, there's a lot more expected of me now i need to be at another level and then after about six months that like the collective weight weight of that over that period of time was, was tough to deal with hmm. um i think i i, I lucked out in the i I just I did get better, uh, uh, and by better I mean like my skill set improved. I was able to do more things and live up to the responsibility and surpass it. And then suddenly you feel like, oh yeah, that wasn't such a weight after all. That was just some things I needed to learn. Now I know them. Yeah, you kind of have a plateau where you're like, oh yeah, I, I know how to do my job <laughs> for a little while. Um, yeah, so it, it does pass. Does some of that come from comparing yourself to others? Because I do that. I probably shouldn't but sometimes I, I kind of look at people learning to code and probably get a little bit jealous every now and again just oh look how much they're doing they're doing such a better job than me or they've got a job oh i wish that was me mm. um i guess some of the the type of burnout that you're talking about is maybe comes from trying to compare yourself to other people yeah there's, well, there's a survivorship bias at play there as well isn't there you what you're seeing are the success stories and the things that people are launching and if you're following even if you're just following like 100 people on Twitter and all of them <laughs> launch one thing a year, that's still two things a week that you'll then go, oh my God, they, now they've done something as well. I haven't done anything. Oh, but there's all this stuff being released. Um, yeah, there's so many people out there doing stuff that there's always things being released that are impressive, um, that they that have been done as side projects. And you think, oh, how on earth can I possibly keep up with that? And there are definitely people, I mean, I know a few, who just have a prodigious work rate and are able to push stuff out ridiculously fast and they're always like innovating and they're always making new things and tinkering and being impressive um, but there are more people there, there are people like me who go along at a slower pace um, and I don't think that's unusual And but it's so easy to get sucked into just looking at the rock stars the best thing to do in that situation I suppose is to make sure that you are actively aware that you're mess- maybe comparing yourself to people and just realising that like you've just said there are a lot of people out there who aren't doing things or you're just seeing those people pushing stuff and doing work but just to realize that it's not a competition you're kind of just you're working for yourself aren't you and you don't need to be competing with everyone on the internet because you will never win that competition there will always be someone better won't there? But for sure that's the case and also it's one of those instances where knowing about it is good like as soon as you know about, as soon as you're aware of like burnout being a thing, you're much more mind. You can be much more mindful about it. I find, I mean, my experience was learning to code. You have a really intensive year or so where you're you're in that learning phase and you're sort of caught up in that spiral of everything's new. There's stuff you're taking in every day. You're expanding your knowledge. You're stretching yourself, and then you get into your first job, and you kind of that process continues for a bit. And you can get to maybe two or three years into that process and you may not have seen someone burn out or heard of anyone burning out and you think everyone else is just crushing it all the time and you think like maybe you're not keeping up. But in reality, people do get tired and do worn out, get worn so out. So don't assume that what you're seeing on the internet is what's happening everywhere all the time. It is You're just seeing a clip 
especially on Twitter, you're just 100 and, what was it, 140 characters. Uh, what was it, 280 now? So I, like yeah. That. Stuff, no, no, there's more. Yeah, it's like with all social media, you're just seeing the highlight reel. People probably don't enough say the times that they're failing on the internet because that would seem a bit counterintuitive. But I try, and every now and again, I'll just be like, oh, I didn't actually do anything today. I'll try again tomorrow. Yeah, and that's, that's really valuable, um, particularly as someone who's new to it. So your peers, people who are learning at the same rate that you are, I'm certain they're all, they all have days that they feel the same. And to hear someone else say that is validating. What you need to avoid is the trap of thinking everybody else is getting it done all the time. And when I have a day when I slip and I don't progress as much as I wanted, that's on me. That's, it's not. It's just part of the process. Yeah, Everyone does that. I think there's definitely some good things that can be taken away from that and just making sure that you don't feel that you have to be full out working all the time. Thank you, because I'm now feeling a lot more positive about moving into a job in coding. I've kind of, you've kind of put my mind at ease a bit and I can feel a bit more confident that it's going to be something that I'm going to enjoy over a long period of time and making sure that I don't work too hard (laughs) once I get that job. (laughs) Uh, but has, has it been a genuine worry then you've you've been worried that once you get past that learning period all the fun is going to evaporate yeah i wasn't worried that i just thought maybe after six months a year in a job i would maybe just feel like i'd made the wrong decision <laughs> no, no i think yeah you, you've made the right choice i think i would definitely recommend it to everybody who has an attitude for it because it's not fun 100 percent of the time but it's a better percentage than anything else i've, I've heard of or tried i think I think people who are coding for a living are probably, on average, much happier than people who are rock stars or movie stars, I think. I'll take that. that Broad-sweeping statement. There's nothing to back it up at all. Where's your evidence? Instinct. (laughs) Let's do do a... We'll do a poll on Twitter. (laughs) I I think it leads to a good quality of life. I think it's it's easy work and you're indoors. You're not having to actually work for a living. You're not carrying hods of bricks up ladders or anything. Yeah. And it has that level of intellectual challenge that I find really satisfying it like scratches there's a definite kind of element of wanting to be creative and that itch is definitely scratched by the work that i do the coding problems i solve yeah but i think that wraps us up nicely i think that's a good round point to end on that yeah the answer to the question is no coding is not less fun when it's your job as long as you enjoy learning it like if you don't enjoy learning it i guess the answer is (laughs) no (laughs) don't do it if the learning process if the learning process is really really causing you problems you're not gonna if you're not enjoying that you're not gonna enjoy doing it as a job but if you are enjoying it you're getting those flow states and you're you really feel like you found something that really sparks something in you that doesn't go away that does continue please get a touch on twitter and let us know any thoughts you have or any suggestions for future questions you liked answered that's at aqo code so you can also reach tom at thomas hazeldean and i'm at ed python and don't forget to like, heart, and subscribe, and do all the things that you would do if this was on YouTube, but do it for podcasts. Promote us. We're, we're great. We need we need the love. You can also check us out at our website, aquestionofcode.com, um, and we'll see you next week, or hear you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye.